Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast, formerly known as the Game Artist Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the CEO of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing creatives and artists working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I have Julia here with me. Julia Lee, Julia Dream at ArtStation. I got to turn those entry and exit chimes that go to meeting puts in there. Those are annoying. Those are off now, thankfully. Okay, Julia, let's start with where you are now. What do you do now for work? Right now, I'm um, hustle for studies at Bunchy. Um, meaning to like hustle for stuff like weapons, vehicles, sparrows, if you play Destiny. Mm -hmm. like, all the cast of his stuff. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. Uh -huh. And so how long have you been there? I haven't been at Bungie for a long time, like yeah. over eight months. Okay, great. Yes. What were uh -huh. you doing before the job at Bungie? Oh, I was also a hard surface artist. Yeah. At a company called the CCP Games, if you okay. heard about that. That's the game, that, uh, that's the company that make uh, EVE Online. Okay. Yeah, I was working there as a... Hustle studies, so I did like all the hustle of its characters, vehicles, weapons. Great. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, so are you contract at uh, Bungie? Uh, yes. Yes. And, right now it is. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> it means just like it's, it's different from full time. Okay. I didn't know about that before either because I come from Shanghai, China. Yeah. And uh, in the industry in China, we don't have contract law. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it's but, the, but, the hiring laws very different there. I remember when I was training in electronic arts a long time uh -huh, ago, uh -huh. and they were telling me about how after Chinese New Year, almost everybody leaves the job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a good starting point for sure. Yeah. Because Bungie is my first on-site job in the U.S. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. So it's a good starting point for me. That's a, a very good starting point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And uh, -huh. uh so what do you think attracted Bungie to your work? Did they tell you like what was it about your work that really got them motivated? Oh, okay. So it's mainly about my hard service works. Yes. It's about my weapons. Because before Bungie, when I first came here to the US, I worked as a freelancer with uh company that in San Francisco I yeah. did you know weapons and so I have enough like a weapon uh, works to show yeah and to bunch that's and and also I have you know they think I have a good art background because I have some like traditional paintings mm -hmm. so I can understand art you know better that's yeah. what I think like why you know maybe that's why they hired me right that's awesome mm -hmm. Okay, so is there a particular image on ArtStation that you think really worked in your favor? Is there one that represents that? Uh, maybe that's my recent one, the art gun. Down here? The no, the first one. This one. The first one on the, le the, first one on the left. Uh, this one. Yeah. I mean the art gun, the district uh, You know, I'm dyslexic as hell, so you say left, I go right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So it's either the ion pistol or you're talking about District 9 arc gun. I think you said District 9. Yeah, yes. This okay. is my recent personal piece. Yeah. 
And yes. this is the kind of style that they really look for at Bungie. Oh, yes. Bungie loves sci-fi weapons. Okay. And are you working on site or do you work remotely? I'm working on site. Okay, great. Did they bring you here immigration-wise and, and handle all of that stuff or were you already here? Oh, I'm already here, so... Awesome. I don't have to go through all this, you know, troubles. Yeah, yeah, that's uh -huh. all very, yeah, yeah. very painful. Yeah. Some it happens. Yeah, it's, it's a process. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so I tell you what, I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and then um, mm -hmm. before I do that, though, I want to open this up to guys, to everybody who's here. Anybody here can post a link to one work, just one, mm -hmm. guys, and I want you guys mm -hmm. to, who are watching post one link to a work that you would love Julia to review. Please only one. And that's going to force you guys to think it through and be clear about how you want to put your best foot forward. So, Julie, I want mm -hmm. to kind of unpack what makes you successful at your job a little bit. Mm -hmm. If we're looking at this, this District 9 arc gun, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. do you think is really powerful about this and that you think really works? What is it that's important for you to do in this work? Well. You know, it's game industry was supposed to make game assets, but also it's not enough that you can only show game assets, mm -hmm. that you have to show everything you have, like uh, you, uh, like you, how to make your image look like great, mm -hmm. and the rent, including like rendering, mm -hmm. and uh, graphic, even graphic, mm -hmm. and also like camera views. All these things combined together that makes your piece look great. That, you know, yeah, and, and, and probably like the companies look into that, they, they know that you have a good eye of art, you have a good eye. So, and also they look into your models and it's also great. That's what makes them want to hire you. Okay, so not just a 3D model, you got to render it. Oh, yes, you're not just a 3D models. Okay, and then on top of that, throw graphics in, like you've got this 830 and you've got this art gun. Yes, it's just my personal like graphic design. Just want to make the whole piece look better. Yes, I understand. Uh -huh. And so mm -hmm. that's a very important part of it. Now, what else about the model itself? Like, what is really important specifically to Bungie? Let's say because you know that's where you're at now. So, what are they looking for? Like, are they looking for things with a lot of like strong diagonals? Talk to me about mm -hmm. the design and what makes this piece successful. I think, firstly, of course, you have to got like the right proportion, like for mm -hmm. from the concept, right? Yes. Like you have to get it right, really correctly, and also you have to get enough details. Enough details, which means not only like screws, like uh, seams, like something like that, but if you look at a part, like a piece that is supposed to be like a plastic, then you're not supposed to model it, make it look like hard metal mm -hmm. uh -huh. if it's it's supposed to be metal then you shouldn't model it like too too soft or too hard like just just to get an accurate feeling right uh -huh. right so thinking about the material while mm -hmm. you're doing 3d modeling not just when you're throwing material on there so that means oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that means that they're definitely looking at surface and in the 3d model they want a sense of round Versus hard, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. Yes, what yes. What about the modeling? How important is good topology? Do they look at wireframes? Is any of that important? Well, each game is different. Each 
project has its own budget, of course, you have to reach the budget first, right? Right. Also, you yeah, reach the budget and then make it as high poly as possible you can within the budget. As high, po- also, as high polygon. Yeah, yeah. It's just make, make it look high as, as possible as you can, but it's also within the budget. Yes, got it. And also, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you like make it look the best in different camera views, first person and third person. Mm-hmm. Like for first person, you make some you know the assets are close to the camera view that they make it higher, make it like high poly. But in this on the third person, you you just make all the top you know and no match like like look even. Okay, okay, I understand that. And mm-hmm. uh, okay, so in that sense, how many polygons? What's your budget? What budget are you getting? Budget is, it's high enough for Bungie for Destiny. It's high enough. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Can you say it's how many? A, like, uh, what's a uh, it, what's a general acceptable range in terms of the low res for a company like Bungie or some of the other contracts that you may have done? Well, I cannot tell you exactly what budget is for Destiny, but it's it's high enough. It's really high. It's over like, it's it's pretty high enough. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, can you take mm-hmm. me back? To I want to see if I can tackle the topology question, but I understand NDAs and not talking too mm-hmm. much um, uh-huh. about that stuff. Let me ask it a different way. So we'll leave that one. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the high res in terms mm-hmm. of when you're building the high res. How many polygons might the high res be? Oh, and and I don't mean bungee. You can leave bungee out of this equation. I just mean mm-hmm. in terms of you know a standard practice for any you know, studio that works at a AAA level? Oh, uh, so there's no budget for high mesh polygons. Uh-huh. Is there a guideline? Like if you go over 3 million, you're basically, you know, you're, li- uh. you're living the Brad Pitt lifestyle. Or, you know, if you keep it at 900,000, you, you got something else going. I think it depends on your computer. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because if you use like a subdivision to model, you'll get less polygons. But if you use ZBrush, you get really high polygons. So mm-hmm. it really depends on your computer. It doesn't matter. It's just no budget for the high poly. Go as high as you can. Yes. Okay, great. All right, I'm going to interrupt this conversation for a little bit of a review, if you don't mind. This is um, mm-hmm. one of my students, Edison. And uh, this is what he wanted you to take a look at. He did this about 10 minutes ago, so it was a little bit before the boot camp that he's in now. But if you don't mind, if you can kind of just Mm -hmm. look at this. And what I like to ask people is, Mm -hmm. what is one thing that's working for this, you know, that's going to help him get a job, one or two things? And what's one or two things that as soon as you see them, you're like, no, this is is a red flag? Oh, I think this is good. This is good. Uh, You use IRI, Substance Printer, okay? My suggestion is, for our station that you, you'd like to put your like final image on the top, of course, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I think you can try some softwares that you can help you to get better rendering. Okay. Like, right. uh, yes, this is, I don't know where to run it. Okay. But you can try like KeyShot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll get better resolutions and better qualities on Keyshot, like uh, Octane. 
such like uh, softwares like that, rendering with softwares. It's very popular in the in the industry. Totally, yeah. And uh, so what I'm hearing is right off the bat, the things that's not working for you is that the renderer is not quite there. The rendering of it and the presentation of it is not quite there. Yeah, and uh, also I have a, I think that you, maybe the resolution can be higher and uh, maybe the textures can be, you know, polished more. Okay. The what, sorry, can be polished more? Textures. The thrust, the testers? Yeah, the testers, yeah. Okay. And then what is something that you think is really working? Like, what is it about this piece that you think gets him closer to being a candidate for the job that you do? Firstly, it's a famous IP. It's Transformers. Everyone loves Transformers, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you pick the right thing to work on. Yeah. And that's cool. It's cool. And, uh, yeah, and... uh, this is a good progress, I think. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. if we're looking at these wireframes, is there anything that's a red flag for you? Let's look at the back here. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Because mm-hmm. this is high poly, right? Yeah. It is high poly. Uh, Edison, can you correct us? High poly? He's saying mid poly. His output wasn't games. He was actually 3D printed, if I remember correctly. Is that accurate, Edison? It's really printed. Hmm. My suggestion is if it's a high poly, you don't have to show the white frame because it's super high. Yeah. If it's a low poly and uh, if you like you want to make it like a game asset, you just to help you, okay. You you just make the topology like right. reasonable. Like oh you just don't show it. So this does not represent low res, so don't show it because oh. no nobody cares at the mid and high poly. Uh, uh I, I think that. so, yeah. 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 Oh, you show the fancy, like, high poly? Yes. Or the, like, reasonable low poly? Okay, great. All right. So, guys, I got 24 of you, and uh, I'm going to ask you uh, maybe once, maybe another time. I don't know. Anybody else want a review of their work where you're getting somebody's look right at it? Make sure you post that link. Oh, Corinne, thank you. Yeah, I, I just mentioned a key shot, but I think if you want to be in the game industry, you can try some free game engine that it can help you to get better render quality to like Unreal. Yeah. You can try that. Yeah. Or you can try Marmoset too okay. back. Yeah, Marmoset. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. I love the people uh-huh. there too. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very dedicated. All right, so I've got uh, Corinne and Jose, so let's move forward with that. All right, and then I'm then we're going to start getting into questions. So I'll see if there's a chance for you guys to get another Q and A after this. All right, let's take a look. And Jose, is there one work that you want her to see? Remember, I asked for one work. Attention to detail here is really important, guys. One work, first one. The first one. All right, talk to me about this, and I'm just going to scroll through. But what do you think is working? On this, and again, we're looking. I'm looking primarily on the hard surface because I know that's your specialty. What do you think is mm-hmm. working that makes him a candidate for what you do? I like the armor. Yeah. Yeah, I like the armor. I like. Um, did you design this, Jose? You did, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. You designed the own armor. It's great. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, uh, I think I think the like the. Um, the arm part, the chest part, they is designed well. Uh-huh. 
yeah, I think I, it, it, it's um, it's good. It looks good. So when I'm looking at this piece, if I am going to hire you, I was wondering that if do you want to be um, like a carrot artist or surface artist, carrot artist. Yeah. Okay. Great. Character artist or yeah. hard surface artist, Jose. You want to be character. Character artist. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then there's something that about character like claws, like skin, hair, mm-hmm. and this should look as good as I mean, like hard surface armor. If you right. want to be a character artist, right? Great. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's nailing it on the hard surface, doing good there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's great news to hear, Jose, that that stuff's excelling quite well. And so if you want to be character, think that through. The other thing to consider, Jose, is, you know, there is some – in fact, actually, let me ask you this, Julie, instead of me just giving you uh-huh. my opinions. How much mobility is there in your perspective for a game artist? And by mobility, I mean is it possible for somebody to get in at hard surface and then they go into – you know, let's say more organic environments where they go into character, you know, or does somebody mm-hmm. just get stuck in hard surface? I think from a company's field, when they see your portfolio, they want to know that what are you going to be? Yes. Like, like if they see you like have a tons of like character work, like uh, with good characters, with good like figures, uh, like of even face, like, mm-hmm organic and stuff mm-hmm. you know they, they know that they want to be a character artist yes. and, uh, and, and if they see you have lots of like robots like uh, mechanical stuff they know that you are really into like hard surface so yeah. they know so they do would know what you want to be so you like just make you know enough works for your portfolio yep and then you want to show them you want to show them what you want to be. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the tough road. All right, now I'm going to test you with your figure and your character stuff, Julia. You down for that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corinne wants a little bit of feedback on her character, so I'm going to cycle through this and tell me, just in your words, what are some of the things first? Because I always like to look at the positive before we talk mm-hmm. about it, but yeah. I, I noticed it's hard sometimes, right? So I noticed one of the tendencies for you is to go to the this is what could be done better. But tell me first, one of the things that thinks you think is really working in this piece? I think the, can I look at the third image? Yeah, this one, the, the, the third image, like, uh, yeah, I think Wait, the- sorry, you tell me what, so this is the first, second, and third. Is that the I right? guess third, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think the proportion looks good. Mm-hmm. Proportion looks good, uh-huh. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, this is my first, you know, thought about this yep. piece and then and then I look at the first and the second like piece that I think that you can like polish the some of your anatomy mm-hmm. like it's like the face anatomy like yeah polish some yep and those yeah also the arm yeah yeah yeah, because yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, Let me go. Yeah, just because the body figures very, you no, know, you know, it's it's very delicate. It's very subtle. Yeah. So, 
you get a big shape, you need to you know keep pushing the um the small shape. Yep. Uh-huh. Great. And speci- specifically in the face, I assume. So and uh-huh. um yeah, and Corinne, this has come so far. I'm very proud of you in this piece. This has come really far. So I think that the next things that you, for you to consider, I'm just going to throw this out, is uh, go in there and you got to explore some of the skin detailing in terms of getting some pores on her. If you get some pores, it might add that next little level now. There's some subtle anatomy to put in there, but um, I think we need a little bit more pore detailing. And the skin render, you're still grinding on that. Get back over to Magdalena's tutorial. You're real close here. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's check out Lance. And um, talk to me about this. So one of the things I have them do, uh, Julia, in the environment boot camp Mm -hmm. is I have them create a prop and they have to match a real world prop, not concept. Mm -hmm. Because we want to, you know, we want to make sure that um, there's no guesswork or as little guesswork as possible. And, Mm -hmm. and they're getting like true materials, not, uh, you know, it's painted to be like a, you know, some fusion alloy in the future kind of deal. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's painted metal. This is what, this is how Mm -hmm. you do. So Mm -hmm. what about this piece makes you think that Lance might be a candidate for the job? I like the texture. Okay. Texturing's great. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the texture. I like paint metal and also you know this more like white text it's it, it looks good enough mm-hmm. uh-huh. i like the texture okay. best okay okay mm-hmm. great absolutely now when you're looking at this when you're looking at the low res do mm-hmm. you what do you look at do you look at bevels what is it that you look for to say, okay, he made a mistake or he did this well? Is there any red flags that you can give us that, you know, if, that just help us understand it? Uh, you know, this is a realistic prop. So yeah. I look at the image, I immediately think about the real prop I saw. I saw, yeah. so I would compare yeah. if it's realistic enough or not. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, okay. yeah, you just, you make the piece and you can, you know, we compare, like, uh, you know, go between the the piece you made and the, and the, the real, you know, real assets. Just you will see if, if you compare that enough, you would be able to see that. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then is there one or two things that really bug you or that you think people kind of miss a lot when they're doing the full picture, when they're rendering it and doing the materials and, and texturing? Is there one or two things that you think people make, uh, mistakes people make a lot? I mean, this piece? No, just in general. You know, like what would, uh-huh. he, what would he look out for? So, you uh, know, mm-hmm. and, and if nothing comes to mind, that's fine. But I'm just wondering if there's common mistakes. I mean, this one's good. Yeah. If you want to keep pushing yeah. and uh, make more pieces, I think it will be better that if you put all your stuff together to make a small, like, Scene. Okay, got not it. Only just, not just only one asset. Got it. Yeah. Okay, great. Because, because you, yeah, because people have more stuff to look at. Totally. Right? Yep. Yeah. All right, good deal. Okay, thanks, Julia. So I know we were limited with time with you, but let me ask you a couple mm-hmm. more questions. And of course, any NDA stuff, just, you know, just tell me. We don't have to bother. Uh-huh. Uh, something like this. This... Uh-huh. Um, Caldari dropship. Uh, yeah. 
Are you given reference concept? What are you given? Uh, we had a concept, okay. but we had a concept was rough. Yeah. By mm -hmm. rough, you mean you had to make up a lot of stuff yourself, right? Uh, yes, and also work with the concept artist. Ah, great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he fleshes out, he or she fleshes out mm -hmm. a rough idea. Then, mm -hmm. you, then you start working directly with them. And mm -hmm. you, at that point, this back and forth, it helps the concept artists because they're just making this stuff up, you know? So yeah. do they draw over your 3D? Some concept artists do, but some don't. They just tell you. They'll just tell you, oh, but also you have to work with the animator first because the back, the back engine, you know, that animations, you have to make them work first. Yes, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So then what about the details, the subtle things like the line work and how these things are inset? You know, is this something that the designer has pretty set for you? How much latitude do you have to do this yourself? Well, uh, you know, this is, uh, so there are four races in the game and this is a Kadari race. It's, so you know what Kadari means. Kadari, I mean, if you work on the project, it just means the stuff they are square. They, they use lots of square stuff. So when you put details, you don't put like round shapes, round details. Yes. But the details you put should match the Kadari. You can put your, your own style, uh, stuff, but not too yeah. much yeah. everywhere. Not too much everywhere. Yeah. But some, if you see a part that's missing like details, you can add details, but it should firstly match the Kadari, then not too much. Okay, I get that. You have like a style mm -hmm. sheet or a style guide well in advance. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yes. But also not too much details because the final texture resolution is not that high. Mm -hmm. It's not high, then if you put too much details, then you won't be able to see it. Got, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense to me. Uh, mm -hmm. And so now I'll ask you one question that it comes up a lot, especially when we're beginning. Mm -hmm. is, is there a Basically, what do you put in a normal map versus what do you put in geometry? That's a question that comes up a lot. Is there a piece that you have here that could really help us understand like what you put in a normal map? How much can you trust the normal map instead of uh, putting in geometry? Okay, look at the one, two, three, four, five, the six piece on the top row. This one. Gee, yes. Yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a low match with normal map. Okay. Uh huh. So, yeah, this is the normal map, the normal map with occlusion map. Okay. Yes, okay. I didn't put on a low mesh budget. I I believe it was not that high. Uh huh. It was not that high, but it was high enough. So actually, if you do a in a good low mesh, it should present like almost like I would say like at least like ninety five percent of the normal map details. Okay. Okay, the low res should present 95% of the normal map details. So these, I don't see a wire from here. So these pieces here in the chest, these are not, there's no geometry. Is this just straight across? This is geometry, but it's, it's connected to the body. Okay. Uh -huh. But are you putting wire frames, are you putting edge loops around these pieces? For this area, I don't think so, because it's not the area that you need to bend. Mm -hmm. 
spend a lot, but if you put a lot, where you like the waist part, you have to bend a lot mm-hmm. or the arm, hit, like you, you know, move a lot. Yeah. Got it. Is there any work that you have where you've got a wireframe visible? I don't think so. I see that they're, so. they're kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Hmm. I don't think she's so. hiding oh, this. The high Okay. That's so, the high poly. Yeah. So let me see. Do I have Photoshop open here? Oh, I do, but it's. Oh, good. It's down there. Good. Okay. So uh, let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. Uh-huh. If we're looking at this, at your piece here. Tell me, is this something that you put in the normal map? I remember for this weapon. Um, if, if you were to do it today, though, is it something that you would just say, hey, the normal map's going to come that? Oh, no. I think about, like, I have to know if I can see that in the first person view. Ah, so if somebody's looking behind it, they might see a little. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if I don't see it in the first person view, then that's no geometry. Uh-huh. And if I see it, then, yeah, I, I make geometries. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. And so this piece here, I assume this is easily geometry. Yes. Yes. But then what about these pieces here? This is not separate geometry, just, you know, some geometries. Okay. So just something with a little bit of a lift, but you're not trusting it yeah. to get you that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to put too much geometry on this one. Okay. Just something with a little height. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. I'm going to continue this. This sounds like that's probably geo. If somebody's looking uh, yes. at it. Yeah, you can see that on first person view. Right. What about this piece right here? This piece, I would make some geometry. Because if you look at a first person view, then you won't be able to see the desk. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to see something like from okay. the view. Yeah. So I make some. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So this is interesting because like if this was just an environment, like let's say this was the side of a wall or a hallway, you know, if this was mm-hmm. a hallway with some pieces and we see a little bolt there, it's easily a normal map, right? Uh huh. But you got a gun, so you're not looking straight on. You're looking down the barrel of something. Yeah. And because you're looking down the barrel, well, even the smallest little piece here, you got to have some depth to it. Yeah, but that's for like first person shooter games. Uh huh. Totally. If it's yeah, not a yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then so along those lines, this over here. This is great. This is like the uh, whack-a-mole game, like we're saying. Normal map, not a normal map. But these, there's no depth to it. So I assume this would be normal map. Ah, uh, yes. Fantastic. All right. Well, that was really cool. Very enlightening because mm-hmm. um, it was easy. In fact, I didn't even have on my mind that somebody's looking at it uh-huh. through first person. Uh-huh. But um, if I go back to your work, one uh-huh. of the things I see mm-hmm. is you're, you're often showing them down the barrel. Like this, it's an extreme three quarters. Yeah. You know, and you're looking right down the side of this to kind of see it. So that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. All right. I just, I, I was trying to find out the camera view I like. Okay. All right. And then we've got one question from Daniel. Are you concerned with N-gons, mm-hmm. with keeping things quads, um, and with triangles? Like, what is essential? What are some of the important rules for your low res, uh-huh. if any? I don't think that's much rules for low res. It's only for animation. Yeah, great. It's for animation, but for high poly, I, I, you know, for hard surface, especially if it's a, it's a curved hard surface shape, I would rather like don't do like triangles. 
like don't don't put triangles on that. It will have like bump back. But if you use like a ZBrush to model it, then it won't be a like, big problem. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Okay, and then uh, Johannes is asking, uh, I thought Maya was lacking in hard surface tools since most hard surface artists seem to use Macs. Are you using any mm -hmm. plugins or is it all classic sub-D? I use Maya for classical sub-D, but I'm also uh, you know, trying to use Macs these okay. days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so basically, yeah. I'm on my way uh -huh. to Macs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed uh, yeah. that with a lot of people, especially with smoothing groups, you know, some, just some real basic features. Max tends to be friendlier. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes, I like smoothing groups. Yeah, and uh, and wrapping UV is uh, faster in Max. Ah, okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, okay, Edison. Let's see, Jan, are you using ZBrush a lot for hard surface? Hmm. Uh, I currently don't. Not, not now, yep. but I'm trying to. Okay. One more image, and it's because Edison's in the boot camp and he's been working his butt off on this one. So this is the reference. Uh-huh. And um, let's get to your oh, – always put the image on top, Edison, because mm. otherwise somebody's going to be like, hey, that's a damn good phone. What? You lied <laughs> to me. Now they're looking. Uh -huh. All right. So uh, I like what you – I'll I'll sh I'll shut my mouth and let uh, Julia talk. So Julie, what do you what do you think about this? What do you think's working and what do you think's not working about this piece? I like this one. I like this one. It feels like realistic. I like mm -hmm. this one. Great. Um, I think some you have enough details. Um, okay. yeah. Um, just personal like suggestions that you can like. Just like what I said before, just personal that you can make more stuff, putting them together, making a small scene that not only showing what I said, that would be more impressive. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. And um... yeah, and also consider about the background. Okay. Okay. I, I love the what you were talking about, which is start putting some design in there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and because you've got a simple background here, but I'm assuming that's something that you've started to hear. And it's something we know because Alex Senenschulz taught a class. I th he used to be mm -hmm. at Bungie, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And Alex Senenschulz is a big one on backgrounds and graphics and mm -hmm. really jazzing it up. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yes, 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 it's true. Okay. But I like this one. Great. I like this one that has some subtle, like, Third. Yeah, scratches. did a good job here, huh? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, here, yeah. Yeah. Good job. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, one thing that you think is not working, like if, if he just, like if he only had two hours, anything he could change that you think would just like make this, you know, miles better? Two hours, maybe um, like polish the whole image, like a polish background. This is my opinion because okay. the asset is good enough. Great. Uh huh. There you go, Edison. I don't have to tell you it's done. She's told you it's done. All right. <laughs> so uh, I see you, Edison. I think, uh, do I see you Thursday, Thursday night? And if I do, then how about a background? Deal? Okay. Oh, maybe you can even put like a book. Because you put different things together and the different things have different materials. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, 
yeah, like you have a like a rope, you have metal, you have a paper, and uh, maybe desk made with wood. So people will know that you can do like gestures for different materials. She she just added four weeks to your project, Edison. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Okay. Um, okay. A couple last questions and then we'll get you out of here. Thank you so much for taking time and, and for being here and for reviewing people's work, Julie. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. For, uh, thank you too. And, um, and you've done a great job of explaining concepts and, and things like that. So I really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. All right. So last question. What do you think, like if you were starting over and you were back in school today, what would mm-hmm. you focus on? knowing what you know now? Like, what would you focus on to give yourself a better chance at scoring Bungie even earlier? Uh, I mean, maybe not only Bungie, I mean, for the game industry. Like, sure. I am a hard surface artist, but I, I also, like, love, like, characters. So yeah. I would, like, do more, like, real, like, character work. I mean, yeah. real is not only 3D, maybe real sculpting. Yeah. Sculpting, and also I would love to, like, Learn, learn more about design. Okay, got it. Great. So focus on design and really get in and make sure you're understanding the questions of like skin and and those problems that character artists have to deal with. Yeah, and uh, and also if you like like if you you know I like robots, maybe I would make real robot. I mean robot asset, you know, mm-hmm. real ones just for fun. But it that would help. That would help some. Yep. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right, Julia, thank you so much. Oh, thank you too. You're welcome. It's very good to talk to you guys. Yeah, great to talk to you. Um, all right, so mm-hmm. those of you guys, I will post this, uh, or probably more likely Susan will post this on the Guild. Mm-hmm. And, and once it's posted, guys, let me know one thing that you really learned from this, one thing that really stood out that you think was important. And then uh, if you want to find Julia, you're looking at her art station right now. It's Julia Dream at Art Station or however they do that. It's ArtStation forward slash Julia Dream. And for those of you guys who are in the boot camp at, uh, at one or two, so I'll just see you guys at two right in there. So you've got a 10-minute break. And, uh, and we'll go from there. Julia, again, thanks so much. Thank you. And if you guys have any questions, you can let me know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, she just opened <laughs> up the floodgate. <laughs> All right, head to the About page. You know how to find her. All right, Julie, take care of yourself. Okay, have a good day. All right, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.